Hello friends, welcome back to The Collective. This is your host, the non-conforming conformist. So today we're talking about uh, looking forward uh, and relating to optimistic alignment. I've got a fantastic story to share with you guys. I had it with a friend of mine when I was back in Uppington uh, uh, about two years ago. So it was fantastic and I uh, learned a lot during that conversation. So I put a bit of uh, pen to paper, rather keypad to coding, wherever it's written. But stick around, delve into the conversation with me. Let's look forward, let's be optimistic and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve great things. And some have greatness thrust upon them. William Shakespeare. It's been a while. You know, that is such simple phraseology. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. You know, it's so it's been a while. But have you ever thought about just how much when you get to that point of being like, oh, it's been a while. You know, it, you actually appreciate where you've come from. So you've got that hindsight. But you also know, like, where you're going because, you know, it's, it takes you somewhere. Catching up with people and one of the first words can be a can, the tonality, just all the life. Your expressions of it can just be so different. Can really frame what that individual means to you or what that situation means for you. So when I wrote this, it really had been a while. Since I'd actually wrote something. So I think it was like six months. Four, four or six months. But it was quite a long time. So it was just like a breath of just like, woof, it's been a while. And the thoughts came to me because I realized that you can look forward and backward at the same time. Just by taking stances of allowing and realizing that, okay, let's appreciate where I am and be like, woof, women, you know, it's been a while. You know, it's just, it's been a while. Even when you smile and be like, oh, it's been a while. It's, it's such a relief when you get there sometimes. You know, the other one I look at quite heavily is if only. You know, I used to watch uh, the, there was a documentary on 7-7, the uh, London bombings a while back. And, and someone said one of the lines that always stuck with them there, I think it was one of the victims, they, they, they mentioned that, if only, if only they'd said something, if only they'd done this. And, and I realized as I was writing this, geez, it's such a torture. It's such a real torturous mental and verbal exercise to engage in when we talk about if only and then partner that with it's been a while. You know, wow, the stuff we put ourselves through just by talking, you know, and just by thinking we're being polite, if we hold real consequence to our speech you know let, let's take some time and let's really engage some of that so you know even though if only such a torturous and verbal and mental exercise you know we we do this as hindsighted creatures we subject ourselves to it and we wish that time and space is so succinctly sim- simplified and surmised into a few moments where we naively believe we could have done something where we believe we could have controlled each outcome, even though the moment of action has long passed. You know, 
uh, we get we berate ourselves. We tell ourselves that it was no good. Nothing, you know, if only we'd done better or like it's been a while since, you know, it's been a while all the time. And, and, and we put these barriers in front of ourselves and we think about our pasts at the readiness uh, and it, it, it stifles us. It, it, we think about these, in, these actions or these questionable actions. We cringe at ourselves. Jeez, I, I cringe at myself so many times. You know, it, it's... But you need that sometimes, but I'll explain why in a bit. Why you need it, but why you need it in spades, really. Because, I mean, we don't really pay credence to the fact that those very questionable actions, reactions, overreactions, inactions... You know, they've led us to our current state and our, and our current position. That's exactly where we are. Had it not been for those moments, where would we be? So this whole looking forward scenario and looking forward with optimistic alignment really gets its birth from a friend of mine. And probably being a bit strange at giving her the... But she is nature. She is nature and she has given me a... A naturific answer to my question. So, she's of course us who remain anonymous, but we'll just call her the she for now. I think that, that that should suffice. But yeah, great story. And we got to chatting just about what it meant to look at yourself, really. To really look at yourself, to really look at the people, the things around you, to, and to really be solitary almost. So yeah, I'll, let's get into that story in a bit. So, in in conversations with this friend, you know, she, we got to talking and she she said, you know, in in life, in often in spite of our previous self defined failures and successes, you know, everything is prelude to your current state. So everything that you've come to know. Only as a result of what's gone before it. So everything is step by step. Slightly, I don't know, predeterministic. Deterministic, but she goes on. So I I hadn't said anything at this point, so she's explaining. I'm just really just taking everything in. And she goes, so moreover, you know, your perceptions of your current state... It's only as a result of your conditioned socialization. You only see the world as you were designed to see it, as you'd been brought up and sort of anthropologically allowed to happen. That is how you will see the world and how you will really define failure and success. So your your rhythms throughout that and how you're going to act is just really how you were going to act. So, therefore, remove all of that questioning and just realize that every moment is perfect. You know, you can, therefore, you just free yourself up and she explained that you can just experience life as it needs to happen. Everything as it should be. Perfect. Complete synchronicity. In essence, you know, she questions and said that, I had to look beyond that immediate reality of what I considered a failure and a success. Oh, sorry, it's a success and understand that I was going to be there anyway. Just because of what I'd already, the decisions I'd taken beforehand, you know, whether I'd been 
precisely planned any sort of if the success is there then it's because you had put your hard works and effort into it the failure is there is because you have put your hard works and efforts into it so she's quite a quite a hectic one so we're having this conversation and you know it, you you take this time to to recognize that it takes courage to look forward you know you have to look beyond yourself she uh you know, she she goes on to to really explain that you have to recognize the time that has passed. You weigh it, you measure it, and you know you 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 quantify it. You understand what it really means. You you grab your 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 bookmaking, your be, your measurement points, your definitions of what you currently see, and make an accounting of your life. And but. If you really have a look, she's, she's had a look at herself in her life. She realized that everything has actually come to a degree of perfection when it's looked at that way. When the chaos of the moment is dissected, we come to realize that we had put ourselves there quite a long time ahead. So she explains this strange way of, of, of picking yourself up and looking forward and, and, and being courageous just in, in two sorts of lenses two sorts of ways of viewing the world as 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 we as we talked about there's lenses so a lens would be similar to how those in um, familiar to neurolinguistic programming we talk about in terms of mapping and 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 modeling so really a lens would be and a persona sometimes your lens will inform your persona but you can keep your personality but more on that types of theories later but just by viewing the world through a certain lens or viewing a, a, an emotion, we obviously talk about rose tinted glasses, but sometimes you've got to put them on for each time and see yourself from many different points of view. But particularly from this instance, she says there's two ways she's boiled it down to as to how people look at decisions. The first being a retrospective one. So you unpack and dissect the moments where you misstepped. And through this knowledge, you say, never again will I make the same error. Never again. But she said, this is like watering your garden during a tropical storm. The moment has passed. You know, there's, why berate yourself to say never going to do that again, but yet still looking for the growth. It's like if it's raining, just look at the fact that it's good for your garden. Despite the fact that you should have watered, you know, or, or you should, or, or to that effect. So her rationale rational was that the cyclical nature of life is that as you're focusing on this area of flaws, you miss the opportunity to shore up where you are strong. So she mentioned that one would feel more emotionally fragile if we were to be caught out in an area of perceived, albeit undeveloped strengths. So she said, rather just look optimistically forward. You know, look at the weaknesses as they occur, but make sure you're strong where you're strong and look optimistically in those times of terror or those times of chaos and look forward and, and keep going. Well, she didn't mention the word chaos, so excuse my, my, my words coming in there. She said, again, she, she always relentlessly remains optimistic in these moments. So if there's a storm coming and she did not put up the correct uh, breaks in her, I don't know, to prevent something, some, something entering her life, she, she rather looks at what, 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 what that flooding brings, you know, as, as, a, as, as a good or, or of some men. So it, it, being relentlessly optimistic, you know, throughout this retrospectivity, 
uh, is to rather be momentary and in and 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 really aware of oneself and just drive yourself positively as you know to be ready for that moment you know and, and to stay ready within that moment and to be sort of tough enough to to take it because you know that there is a good in there somewhere so hell yes bring it on because i'm already thinking about the best things that this is bringing for me so so in in in, in being inside so in being in that state of power uh all the time you know you she she said you constantly got to look at the strengths for your pu- your future self and say what will your future self thank you for out of this rather than your inadequacies and your and ill preparedness of the right now what would you what would your what strengths do you have right now that your future self can can be can can feel proud of and and that negative covering what if those strengths as you now aware of your negatives you then can say all right i will have the strengths then to address those negatives but to push on and trudge through so through an optimistic point so instead of and also having this past uh, experience weighing on you you know you have to understand that it's there but to really keep moving on you know and i i, I try to question on, on this a lot but she said listen it's it really is a motivating factor to take this optimistic approach because your your future planning stands as your beacon rather than saying and never and never again will i it is rather that i will be in positions of strength that will overcome should this happen again not that it this will not happen again or that I'll, but I will ne- I'll, or that I'll never be so ill prepared for this direct moment but I will better this no matter so so if the same storm comes it will be nothing because you won't even register on my radar as a storm so that is what she uh, you know so it it was quite it was quite interesting to to really understand that so looking through this lens of omnipotent optimism you know you you have to align yourself with the best possible future goal future self and you you know you can live unashamedly with the confidence that all decisions would that were taken that were made were in fact the correct ones so she's all about optimistic alignment which led to my understanding so more on that so you know to 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 think about it really as a workable theory you know i found that this way of optimistic alignment really does let you find the joy in your mundanity every little step is so positive and so important to your next one that you can understand when a rest period is needed or when a hyperactive period is needed at a time you need to push yourself to the limits in both ways in, in both extremes so it really gives you a good grounding when you move towards that so you know, to start using the language of of this blog, you know, I have to agree with her that true progress or true chaos is perfectly aligned with the opportunity it presents. You know, whether we reject our order on the occasions where doing so serves to further the growth of the seedling of opportunity. That is the, the time when we feel necessary to dispense with chaos, to allow storms in, to allow little worms or, or certain areas into our garden or to grow this seedling of opportunity which has germinated purely out of the chaos from our previously defined states of order so we look for this chaos we look for it as as lightning that brings nitrates into the ground we look for this extremity in our lives to say this is good because 
it allows us to be stronger as we move up. So it is said in psychological personality archetypes that the jester or fool comes before the savior. So what this means is that one, in order to want to actualize oneself, you have to be willing to be a fool for something first. Get something wrong. Take, you know, and take ownership of that. But but be willing to get it wrong. Be willing to be the fool, the jester, the 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 unknowing, the 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 non, the, the almost blissfully aware of your unaware of your unaware state. But to keep going on and to keep asking those questions. So to you you attack life with this gleeful optimism which is underpinned by this quiet confidence that everything is happening directly within the scope of your perfection. So you embrace the conditions as they are presented in real time, removing all the pressures which dictate your overall outlook. So I really hope that some of these virtues passed to me will allow me to you know, live, live carefree but not carelessly. You know, and to not have the fear that every venture set out for needs to breed a certain success as I define it. Because no matter its outcome, it's already in its most optimal state. Thank you very much for listening to The Collective. I'm your host, The Nonconforming Conformist. Thank you so much. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.